Good morning, all listeners. It's Sunday, November 27th, 2022. It is 8.25 a.m. Pacific Time, and this is episode 200 of Ball Talk with Boogie and the Baron. Ah, Boogie! And I am the Baron. Ladies and gentlemen, we made it. Welcome to episode 200. Of Ball Talk with Boogie and the Baron, episode 200. It's the 27th of November, 2022. And we just want to give a quick shout out to all of our loyal listeners and fans. All the great feedback over the years. It's been a lot of fun. Another milestone, episode number 200. I remember episode 100. Boogie and I, this morning, when we were capping our games, we actually listened to a little snippet of episode one. And that episode one took place 50 months ago, September 13th, 2020. The NBA bubble playoffs were going on, and it was NFL week one. Unbelievable, Boogie. Congratulations to you and I as well. Uh, Thank you. Uh, Congratulations to you and I as well. It's been a fun ride, my friend, and it is just the beginning. Yeah. Uh, This has been an unbelievable ride. Uh, We are getting started here with this podcast, loving every second of it. And um, man, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm proud of us. I'm yeah. proud of, of what we're putting out there. I hope everybody loves it, and I love the yeah. that uh, the feedback. And uh, what a difference, man! Episode one versus episode even 199. Yeah, um, it's just uh, we've come a long way, and I appreciate uh, what we're doing here. Episode 200. Welcome everybody. Lot to talk about. We want to dive right into it. We got about. About 100 minutes until the NFL kicks off this Sunday. Obviously, we're going to go over the NFL games today. Um, We're also going to go over the mayhem that took place in the college football ranks yesterday. But I want to start off with a little college basketball. Today in college hoops, it feels like an NCAA tournament type of day with all the really good matchups that we have. Um ton of good matchups of, of teams that are ranked. Um, looks like a bunch of teams that are going to make the NCAA tournament Absolutely. are going to be playing each other today. So we're looking at some potential tournament rematches here. I mean, Auburn, St. Louis, North Carolina, Alabama, and the Phil Knight Invitational third place game is fantastic. Um, Duke and Purdue are actually playing... In the Phil Knight Legacy Championship game, Purdue upset Gonzaga the other day, and Duke beat Xavier, so they're playing in the championship game. Xavier and Gonzaga play each other in the third place game of that tournament, and down in the Phil Knight Invitational Championship game is UConn and Iowa State. What a day for college hoops. A lot of good matchups, but the main reason I wanted to bring up college basketball is the Kent State Golden Flashes. Let's go. Um, head coach Rob Senderoff, Boogie's boy from back in the day, really got his guys ready to play yesterday. Kent State took on number two powerhouse Houston at Houston, who after this weekend will be number one because North Carolina lost. All they did was take them down to the wire with a one-point lead with a minute to go. Houston pulled out the victory at the end, but just got to give a shout-out to Rob and Sincere and those guys. You know, Rob did a great job getting his guys up to play in that game. And uh, Kent State looking all the bit of an NCAA tournament team at this point. We got a lot of veteran leadership out there with Sincere Carey leading the, the league uh, right there. My man, uh, Coach Sandy, he's got his guys ready to go. This is an experienced uh, veteran team. I think that uh, this is going to definitely help them. Uh, prepare for the rest of the season. Uh-huh. Uh, we got a game against Gonzaga next week. Kent State will be playing Gonzaga. Yeah. Um, but Houston, the way that they played, they uh, they played very tentatively. Rob's defense uh, got everybody going. Um, the, the kids just followed the way that they were supposed to play uh, against this Houston team. And uh, for a very, very long time in this game, it looked like Kent State was going to pull up the major upset. Uh, Houston obviously prevailed, but uh, they needed all of the minutes to be able to get that done. And uh, great job by Kent State to hang in there as 19.5-point underdogs. 
So great job, Coach Sandy. Great job, Golden Flashes. Mm -hmm. And I wish you continued success for the rest of the season. They literally pushed um, pushed them to the brink. Um, it actually gave Houston their toughest test of the season. The defense played well, too, only giving up 49 points to that Cougars offense. It's got a lot of firepower in the backcourt. Two consecutive losses for Golden, the Golden Flashes. They lost to Charleston the game before by two at Charleston. Charleston, if you haven't watched those folks, Charleston's one of the best mid-major teams in the country. Another March Madness caliber team. Um, we know that the MAC is typically a one-bid league. So Kent State's going to be very battle-tested coming into MAC play. They got South Dakota State next. They're at Gonzaga. They get a few uh, few tune-up games. New Mexico State will be a good game, too. Another good challenge for them. And then you start MAC play. Um, obviously, Kent State's going to have to win the MAC tournament. So we will be rooting for Kent State every step of the way. And we look for them to get to their first NCAA tournament in about eight years, I believe. Yeah, it's, it's been a little bit, but uh, the team has been very feisty over the last several years uh, with Coach Senderoff being able to get his guys going. Um, and we've had a, uh, a great success story right there, and I, I look forward to seeing what they can do for the rest of the season. But it definitely prepares them mm -hmm. with these uh, high-powered teams that are uh, giving them the test that they need. And I think that it's definitely going to prepare them for the MAC. Great job so far, Coach. Um, five and two. Um, close loss to Charleston. Close loss to Houston. Nothing to ride home about. Let's just get uh, get ready for South Dakota State this week. And um, we'll be rooting for you every step of the way. So shout out to Coach Rob. And uh, keep, uh, keep making us proud, my man. You guys are doing a great job so far this year. Let's go. NCAA football we transition into. Yesterday was a pretty wild day, and um, today we're not going to do our normal top 25 because at the end of the day it doesn't matter. We're just going to kind of predict the top four. And the top four is actually relatively pretty easy to predict with what went down yesterday. Um, obviously, the number one team in the country is going to be Georgia. They're 12-0. They're the number one team in the nation. 37-14 easy win against Georgia Tech yesterday. And... Uh, They'll be number one, and Georgia will play LSU, who lost to Texas A&M. LSU still playing for the SEC title game, but LSU's chances at the college football playoff are done with an, a loss at A&M yesterday. A&M played spoiler. So Georgia plays LSU in the SEC title game, Boogs. Georgia, number one in the country. Georgia also in no matter what. If yeah. they win, they'll be the one seed. If they lose, it'll depend what happens, but Georgia no matter what, will be in the college football playoff. Yeah, no doubt about that. Those Bulldogs obviously took care of business against their in-state rival. Georgia Tech took a 7-0 uh, lead, and then all of a sudden, Georgia went ahead and took care of business the rest of the way, 37-14. Uh, we have an uh, interesting situation going on, though, with those top two, top three teams, oh, my friend, as uh, Michigan was able to take down Ohio State 45-23 to at the Horseshoe, Michigan. What a game that, that team played yesterday. Shut the crowd down and wind up for the second year in a row and hadn't won at Ohio State in 20 years, uh -huh. was able to take care of business to solidify them in the playoff. A 45-23 victory for Michigan at Ohio State yesterday. Ohio State now going to have to sweat out for a couple weeks. Until the playoffs are announced, Ohio State's season is done. Eleven and one. We'll see where they drop in the rankings. I got to give a good, a quick shout out to Donovan Edwards. He stepped in for Blake Corum yesterday, Boogie. And what did he do? Oh, no big deal. Just two hundred and sixteen yards and two touchdowns. Is that it? And I listened to his uh, post game interview, and um, couldn't happen to a better guy. I mean, he thanked God. You know, he's a very religious guy, and he's a football player, man. And he stepped in for Blake Corum, and they didn't miss a beat. And that defense was all over C.J. Stroud all game. Shout out to Michigan. Michigan now plays Purdue in the Big Ten Championship game. And um, once again, I think Michigan could be a team that's probably going to be in no matter what happens here. I think if they they fall to 12-1 and and they lose the Big Ten Championship game, I still feel like you'd be ahead of Ohio State because you beat them. 
Correct. Convincingly. Correct. Um, I don't think Purdue is going to give them much trouble, but yes, you are right. Um, unless there's some uh, issues with USC getting in, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Michigan looks pretty strong, and unless Ohio State somehow uh, something weird would have to happen for that, but uh, Michigan is controlling their own destiny. Yep. I think Michigan and Georgia are in no matter what happens. And I also think TCU um, potentially could be as well. TCU finishing the season 12-0 with a 62-14 convincing blowout win against Iowa State. TCU finishes their season 12-0. They get a rematch of that fantastic game we saw a few weeks back against Kansas State, who beat Kansas yesterday. Big 12 championship game next week, TCU-Kansas State. TCU will be number three most likely in our playoff rankings as our third and final undefeated team. So shout out to the Horned Frogs. First Big 12 team to go undefeated in the regular season since the 2009 Texas Longhorns. Yeah, great game by TCU. Convincing manner. You took the words right out of my mouth there, my friend. Mm -hmm. As uh, TCU will move on. Uh, That K-State game is going to be great. Uh, TCU wound up winning 17-10 last time they played each other. And... uh, TCU doesn't score less than 24 points uh, yearly, this team, and they were able to get that done against Kansas State last time by a uh, 17-10 win. So we're looking forward to seeing that rematch. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we come down to the LSU game where, unfortunately, LSU lost. So there's not going to be a question mark. So we come up to USC, Southern California, they were able to take care of business yesterday over Notre Dame, 38-27. to Caleb Williams, if this kid ain't the front-runner for the Heisman Trophy, yeah. I don't know who is. He's winning, the, he's winning the Heisman this year. He did the Heisman pose after a uh, touchdown drive that put the game out of reach for the Fighting Irish. USC finishes their regular season 11-1. All hell broke loose in the Pac-12 yesterday with Oregon's loss to Oregon State. Oregon had a 21-point lead in that game. Largest blown uh, lead for Oregon in 30 years. Oregon State, the Beavers, come back to knock off the Ducks. And now with that, Utah beating Colorado. We get that rematch of the 43-42 overtime win for Utah against USC. So USC-Utah Pac-12 championship game this Friday in Vegas. Ooh, boy. Unbelievable. Now... You got USC finishing 11 and 1 playing in the Pac 12. The committee could do it either way this week because Ohio State and USC are going to be 4 and 5. I don't know how they're going to put them. Just for shits and giggles, they might put Ohio State number 4 just because of the Big 10 supremacy and whatnot. Yeah. And they're going to make USC earn it. I have a my theory is if USC beats Utah in the Pac 12 championship game, they will be that fourth team in. If they do not, Ohio State will get in, I think. I think you're right. And that's why, you know, they play these games, these committees. But USC, you're right that they will go ahead and uh, have to earn it and get in that Pac-12 championship, be able to beat Utah, revenge the loss. And, uh, man, that's going to be a great game to see. Clemson season also ending yesterday. South Carolina beating Clemson for the first time in a number of years. Um Dropping them the two losses, so them and North Carolina will play in the ACC championship game. Um, their hopes are done. Um, the only other team that's going to be sweating it out is going to be Alabama, who's 10-2. and two, And Alabama damn near needs a miracle. They need essentially everybody ahead of them to take bad losses. Um, Alabama, in theory, should jump up to six um, at 10-2 and two in the SEC. But, I mean, you would need USC to lose. You would need TCU to lose. You would need Michigan to lose. Pretty and much. you would need Georgia to lose. You would da- you would damn near need everybody to lose, and you still might not get in the playoff. Alabama needs a miracle somehow. Yeah. And I, mean, I don't I, I, I don't see a scenario where they get in. Yeah. I really don't. I mean, it's their name, though. That's the thing about these committees. It's the Alabama name. So if they win, they might be in you, but they need a lot of help. SC's gonna have to lose to Utah. And then, of course, we're going to have to see if maybe TCU loses yeah. to Kansas State. Yeah. And uh, obviously, then you get uh, Ohio State then in maybe 
And you see, of course, if the committee wants to put Alabama in because it's Alabama. Yeah, because, I mean, now you're looking at a two-loss Alabama and a two-loss USC. The committee probably favors Alabama there. Because of the SEC. Right. And then you're comparing a two-loss Alabama to maybe a one-loss TCU. And, yeah, on paper, TCU has a better record. But I think Alabama versus, if you compare the two, if Alabama played TCU, I think Alabama's a better football team than TCU. I agree. Better players, better coach, better everything. So that's the scenario right there. I could see if TCU and USC both lose, I could see Ohio State and Alabama jumping in there with Michigan and and Georgia. Georgia. Maybe setting up potentially, and this is what, you know, the committee always goes with what, Ratings are going to be. Could you imagine an Alabama Georgia semifinal? Oh, and then a Michigan Alabama or Michigan Ohio State rematch oh, semifinal? Yeah, I mean, it, it depends what happens. It does though. depend on TCU what happens. and USC win. They deserve it. Absolutely. They deserve it. One lost Pac-12 champ, undefeated Big 12 champ. We need all hell to break loose. Something's crazy is going to happen. Where it's really going to get dicey is if only one of those teams lose. You know. If one of those teams lose, now you're comparing that loser to Ohio State and Alabama. I mean, if USC loses to Utah again, then you, I think you got to go with Ohio State. Yeah, I would think. We'll see how it plays out. Those are our big time bowl, um, big time conference championship matchups. The uh, smaller conferences, they still got some to play for too. North Texas will play UTSA on Friday uh, for the Conference USA crown. UTSA will host their eight-and-a-half-point favorites in that game. So that's going to be down at the Alamo Dome. Um, we talked about the Pac-12 with Utah, USC, and Vegas. USC a one-point favorite down here in Las Vegas. Kansas State TCU kicks off on Saturday morning. Um, we have the MAC championship game between Toledo and Ohio. That should be a fantastic game. Coastal Carolina versus Troy for the Sun Belt. Um, we mentioned LSU and Georgia. The American, what a great fight that was. A three-team battle between UCF, Tulane, and Cincinnati. Tulane and UCF for the American from New Orleans. Tulane will host that game in their two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Golden Knights. Yeah, great job by Tulane to be able to beat Cincinnati. And, of course, UCF being able to get into this championship game. It's going to be a great game, I think. Mm -hmm. Boise State, Fresno State. For the Mountain West, Jake Hainer is healthy. That's going to be a barn burner up in Albertson Stadium. Boise will host that. Michigan-Purdue, as we talked about, Big Ten Championship game. Michigan's 15.5-point favorites in that game from Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis on Saturday night. And Clemson and North Carolina for the ACC crown. Winner will get a New Year's Six game. Loser will get a December Bowl game. Neither of these teams, though. We were hoping when they both had one loss, the winner could get into the playoff. They fell apart towards the end. Winner of this game plays in a New Year's Six Bowl. Loser is not going to. Hey, I mean, Cream always rises to the top. I mean, these these teams all had their shots. And, and that's the great thing about uh, the college football season. We all complain about a bigger playoff. Mm-hmm. But honestly, when it boils down to it, every game is more of a playoff, mm-hmm. uh, in, in, my, in my opinion. And I think that... Uh, these games, they should not be taken lightly. And, no. of course, Clemson and North Carolina both had their chances. 100%, brother. I couldn't agree with you more. So we have Ohio State and Alabama idle next week and rooting for all hell to break loose mm-hmm. as the season is coming down to roughly six teams for four spots. <sighs> four of those teams playing this week. The other two are waiting. 2024. Gonna make the <laughs> gonna, 2024. Yes, you're gonna make the committee. Uh, you know, really make a decision here. Alabama's got the name, and they finished strong. Ohio State didn't finish so strong, but only a one loss to a Michigan team. So we'll see how this plays out. Should be amazing. Can't wait for next week. We will do Saturday morning. Um, go over the conference championship games. And uh, best of luck to everybody, and we'll see who's going to be. I can't wait for the bowl selection show in the playoffs. Going to be awesome. Going to be awesome. We transition now into the NFL. It's about 8.43. we got an hour and 15 minutes till kickoff, and we got some locks. And the good thing about today is Boogie and I capped in separate rooms, so I have no idea <laughs> what Boogie's sheet's going to say. Don't be peeking at it. I'll give everybody a hint, though. I have eight underdogs. 
I have eight underdogs. I got three favorites, and I got a couple of totals. So we'll see how many games we agree on. The fact I have eight underdogs makes me nervous because Boogie's always a favorite better. So don't be peeking at my sheet. I got nine favorites. Good Lord. <laughs> Could be a lot of drink bets today, people. Listen nine, in. Nine favorites. Listen in. It is fun. NFL Sunday. We shall see how it pans out. And our first game is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Cleveland Browns. Tampa Bay is coming off a bye week. They beat Seattle two weeks ago. They've won two in a row. They're 5-5 five and five coming into this game. They're taking on a Cleveland team who is kind of – they're getting Deshaun Watson back. They played Buffalo really tough at Ford Field last week. Lost 31-23. to Tough loss for them. Um, Brown season realistically on the line here at 3-7. and seven. Um, They need to keep winning games in order to, uh, you know – Keep moving up that ladder as they're the 13 seed right now in the uh, AFC. So they got some work to do. Uh, Tampa Bay right there. Division leaders in the NFC South. Tampa Bay minus three, Boogie, at Cleveland. No Leonard Fournette. Where are we going? I mean, my man White has been the guy that's probably going to be the best running back right now for Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. So I'm not really worried about Leonard Fournette not being there. Tom Brady seems to be getting his groove going back since after the divorce has been finalized. And it looks like he is now concentrating only on football. And so I'm going with the Bucks here. I think Brady gets things going. His receivers. Uh, my man uh, has got some wide receivers that are ready to go. And we are looking at a Bucks team that defense is just starting to step up and play. Getting closer to December where they will play their best ball. Give me the Bucks. I'm going to take the Bucks on minus three. I'm going to buy a hook on this one just in case. It's minus three and a half with Stations app. Give me Bucks minus three. And we start off with drink bet number one. Don't sound so depressed. I tagged this last night at three and a half, bought it up to four. I already logged in Cleveland. I think they can run the football. I think Tampa Bay is up and down. And you know I love me some home dogs. You do? Yeah, you like the home dogs. Taking Cleveland plus four all day long. Cleveland plus four against Tampa. Boogie and the Barons, episode 200. It's episode 200. We're going to have 200 drink bets. <laughs> <laughs> Bengals at the Titans. Bengals come in six and four. Titans seven and three. Both teams, Boog, if you take a look here, right in the heat of the playoff race. Tennessee Titans, uh, AFC South leaders at seven and three. The three seed Cincinnati, six and four. Six seed. This would be a wild card round matchup if the season ended today. It'd be a wild card round matchup. This would be the wild card round. This would be the six at the three right here. Yep. Cincinnati minus one. However, they are missing Joe Burrow's running mates, Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase. All Tennessee has done over the past several weeks is defy win, the doubters. Win, win. I mean, they've won four of their last five. So is Cincinnati, though. They're getting hot. What do you think about here today? Cincinnati laying a point at Tennessee. All Mike Vrabel does is get his team prepared and win. And this Titans team is at home. Their defense is great. Joe Burrow is missing a couple of key pieces to their offense. Their offensive line is not holding up. Uh, he's still getting sacked big time. He is being able to, to win without uh, that status as well. But I think the Titans... At home today, they're pumped. Derrick Henry, Tannehill will get his guys going. Uh, give me the Titans on a pick em. Couldn't agree more with you, my friend. That's an agreement pick? Wow. Yeah, Tennessee. King Henry feeds him the rock. Joe Burrow gets sacked more than any quarterback in the NFL, and Tennessee's top five in the league in sacks. That's all I need to know there. They're going to get after him. Tennessee wins this game today against Cincinnati, everybody. Go jump on the Titans. They're not getting very much respect right now. They're going to get it done. Tennessee for Boogie and the Baron. Texans-Dolphins, our next 10 a.m. game, and this is fixing to be something crazy. Miami is the five seed at 7-3. Houston is 1-8-1. Uh, they're actually transitioning. They're quarterbacks. No more Davis Mills. They're going to go with Kyle Allen. We got no Raheem Mostert, no Chase Edmonds anymore. They traded him away. Jeff Wilson, they traded him, uh, got him from the uh, 49ers. Niners. 
And um, you got two attack of Iloa healthy. Pretty big line here, Boogie. Minus 14. Miami and Houston. Don't even forget about Tyreek the Freak. You got Tyreek Hill, and he is showing Tua how to play some winning ball. Uh, this Dolphins team is clicking on all cylinders. Yes, they are. Uh, you've got Jeff Wilson actually coming over for the 49ers and has now overtaken his ex-49ers teammate Mostert mm -hmm. as the best lead back. Uh, fantasy football, go yep. ahead and put in Jeff Wilson. He's going to have a tremendous day today. Mm -hmm. um, I like the 14 points to be going ahead and laying those. Wow. I think the Texans will get demolished today. Uh, this quarterback, Kyle Allen, uh, he's not very good. Uh, Davis Mills, not very good. Uh, they are not a very good team right now, this Texans team. Dolphins all over the place here today. Offense, offense, offense. <coughs> Give me the Dolphins laying the 14. I don't think I can lay 14 points in the NFL with anybody. And I got to have a drink bet here with you, Boog. I got to take the Texans getting the 14 points. And here's my angle. Damian Pierce is on the verge of a 1,000-yard season. He got 780 already, the tremendous rookie from Florida. Miami's run defense is a little suspect, and I think the only way they can hang in this game is if they run the ball, control the time of possession, and keep that high-powered Miami offense off the field. I think they do just that. I think they hang in within two touchdowns. All right. I'm taking the Texans plus 14 for drink bet number two. Proud of you. Thank you. Jets and the Bears. Wow, this is going to be fun. Mike White versus Trevor Simeon. What a matchup. <laughs> Mike White versus Trevor Simeon. Both teams need a win. They're in desperate need. The Jets are hanging on by a thread to that last wild card spot in the AFC. Seven seed right now. Margin for error is small. As a Steeler fan, I'm rooting against the Jets today because I'm trying to get back in the race myself. And uh, Chicago, 3-8. and eight. Dead last. Ugh. Ugh. Tough year for the Bears. 3-8 and 6-4. and, six and four. Jets are a 7-point home favorite here, Boogie. Where are we going here with this dynamic matchup between Mike White and Trevor Simeon? Yep, uh, we're going with Mike White, who performed very good last year. He did. Uh, and surprised a few teams, including the Bengals, who uh, were only in the Super Bowl last year. And also beat the Dallas Cowboys wow. uh, while I was in New York last year. So I, I do remember that very well. I remember. Uh, bottom line is is that this Jets defense is going to be the story today. And they are going to take care of business over Trevor Simeon, who is his journeyman, tall kid. I remember watching him back in the day. when he Northwestern. Northwestern. Smart kid, though. He's smart kid. Sometimes, game manager. Sometimes smart kids don't always win games. X's and no's, baby. X's and no's. Okay, well, the bottom line is the Jets defense will take care of business today. I'm taking the Jets, laying the seven points. Mm. Wow. Let's see, New York Jets minus seven for Boogie, and as I peek at my sheet, oh, not so fast, my friend. Third drink bet of episode number 200 as the Chicago Bears hang within the seven points. I can't lay the touchdown with the Jets. They didn't even score a touchdown last week. And that's why they're not you playing. You shit me. You're going to lay seven points with the goddamn Jets? Hell yeah. Who are you rooting for, little guy? I mean, come on. Give me Trevor Simeon, the X's and O's guy. He's a smart kid. He'll manage the game. They'll run the football a lot. And they'll hang within the number. Over-under is only 38 points. Wow. That's Maybe lean on there. Under. Maybe. Better lean on the, on the Bears. Sorry, bro. Plus seven Okay, 10 o'clock on Fox. Atlanta Falcons, Washington Commanders. Washington Commanders slowly but surely are coming in hot, winning four of their last five and creeping back into the playoff race. Atlanta, same deal. Coming off a win last week against Chicago. You take a peek at the AFC standings. Both of these teams are right next to each other, Boogs. Washington's the eighth seed and Atlanta's a nine. So both on the outside looking in. Big, big game down in D.C. today. Taylor Heineke, ever since they made the change from Wentz to Heineke, they've gotten a little juice. They've been able to win some games. A big upset against Philly, beating the Texans last week, handling their business. Only loss in the last five weeks was a three-point loss to Minnesota. 
Atlanta up and down. They're covering machines. They're seven and four. One of the best covering teams in the NFL. Big game today between the Falcons and the Commanders. Where we go? Uh, bottom line is is this. Washington team has got a great defense. They're showing what they can do when their uh, ownership and the off-the-field nonsense yeah. uh, goes away. Yeah. And the bottom line is is that I think that they can get the things done today against this Falcons team. Right. This Falcons team, yes, they have been covering. Uh-huh. But the fact is, is, is that this is a new season as we are going towards the playoff time in the second half of the season. Yes, we are. And so we are looking at a Redskins team. With Taylor Heineke. Yeah, I, I love that you said Redskins. Yes, I did say the Redskins. And I'm not even going to mistake Fox No, that. because I like the Redskins. I like the Redskins. Let's call them the Redskins. The Skins, baby. Yes, the Commanders, the Redskins, the football team. It doesn't matter. All they do is win. Ooh, the Washington winning team. So we are going with the Washington team that is out there in D.C. today okay. to take care of business. I like them to shut down. This Bengals offense. How many points? Or, I'm sorry, the Falcons offense. How many points you land? I'm giving them four. Washington minus four. The Washington winning, commanding football Redskins team. There you go. We have a two-way play on this because I like the over. I think there's going to be points. I think 40 is too low. I capped this out between 43 and 45. I think both teams are going to get into the 20s. Give me the over. 40 points? Come on, Waterbug. All right, Waterbug. Washington slash Atlanta over 40 points. Get it while it's hot. It should be easy. They'll probably score close to 50. Book. Yes, sir. What a snooze fest of a game we have here. 10 o'clock on Fox. The Broncos and the Panthers. Ugh. <laughs> Yucky. Russ Heat trying to cook. And he only been cooking hot pockets all year. <laughs> Three and seven, fourteenth in the conference, fourteen points a game offensively. Carolina's going with yet another starting quarterback option. They got rid of their coach. They got rid of their two best weapons and Robbie Anderson and Christian McCaffrey. They come in three and eight, tied with the Bears for the worst record in the NFC. Two teams in desperate need for a win here. Boogie Denver at Carolina. It's even money. Can Russell Wilson finally get a win? Or is Sam Darnold? Is Sam Darnold the spark that Carolina needs today? I mean, there's just a lot of issues going on with this Broncos team and the offense. They just waved Melvin Gordon. Yeah, Melvin Gordon's out. He keeps fumbling the ball. Um, Russ Heat's calling, plays. Uh, audibles that no no one on his team from the Broncos knows. It's he's calling Seahawk audibles. Yeah, what uh, the hell's going on? I, I mean, I, I don't know, but uh, I, I think that the Panthers actually, uh, other than last week where they played uh, a great defensive team <coughs> with, with the Ravens, I think that the Panthers can go ahead and run the ball, um, and I think that they will get things going. Uh, the Broncos on the other side, they're only averaging about 16 points a game. Um, I see the Panthers covering here at home. I think they can win the game outright. They're getting one point. Give me the Panthers. Boogie with a dog. <laughs> Let's go. Quiet on the set. Quiet uh, on the set. What do you got? Uh, in Russ, we trust. In Russ, we trust. Huh? Trust to lose again? Although Russell Wilson has more bathrooms in his house than he does touchdown passes. I am going... To bet him. I'm taking Russell Wilson. I'm taking the Broncos today. They're, this is the game, Boogie. This is the game they finally get a win. Russell Wilson figures it out. He beats the Panthers team. I mean, Simple the, as that. The defense is is great. It's the offense. It's a problem. We'll see if Russell can make it happen. We have a drink bet. Broncos on the money. Money line Broncos. Carolina plus one. Drink bet number four. We're only six games in. We have four drink bets. We're on pace for 200 on to episode 200, which is nice. I'm excited to see where you go here with this Ravens and Jaguars. Baltimore coming in. They've won four straight games quietly, Bug. The defense has been good. You know, they made that move for Roquan Smith. Um, He's really put a different kind of style, kind of that Ravens-esque defense that we've been expecting the past several years. Jacksonville's coming off a tough loss at Kansas City and a bye week. Um, Baltimore right now are the leaders in 
the AFC North four seed right now. Jacksonville is three and seven. They are one of five three and seven teams in the AFC that are desperately in need of a win this week. We'll see how it shakes out today. How are we looking at Baltimore and Jacksonville? Baltimore is laying three and a half. I absolutely love the Baltimore Ravens today. Laying the three and a half points. Um, I'll go ahead and buy a hook because I'm not getting hooked just in case. But the Ravens offense led by Lamar Jackson. That running game, their offense, their defense is great. The Jaguars are not very good. Um, They gave us some promise earlier in the season. But they are not doing very well. Hey, did you know that in this modern era, Mm -hmm. in modern draft era, the worst quarterback record by a number one pick through 27 career starts? is Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, my friend. Trevor Lawrence. Um, (coughs) And he never lost a game in his career until he got to the NFL. No. I mean, the bottom line, look, with this this Jaguars team, they are on track to have a a better sense of of, uh, team than versus last year where – you had that whole fiasco mm-hmm. with their coach yep. and, and everything that happened. Mm-hmm. But they're going to have some growing pains. And this Ravens team, 7-3, and three, is on the road. They've won four of the last five games on the road. Mm-hmm. I think they're just a better team. And they're giving me only lane three. Give me the Ravens. No problem. This is the same exact scenario that Boogie and High had yesterday on the USC Trojans. It's our prototypical... Two-unit play. You can collect two units in the same game, and we did that yesterday with the USC Trojans. People are asking what the hell I'm talking about. Yesterday, Boogie laid the points with USC, and I took the money line. USC won by 11 points. Cover. You collected two units because you hit the money line and the spread. Cover. Same exact scenario. Virtually the same money line and same line. So... Buy your hook with Boogie and lay the three. And also lay some lumber on the money line. Baltimore minus 190. 190 to win 100. 120 to win 100. You hit both. You collect two units. You ride off into the sunset. Simple as that. I'm with you, Boogie. Baltimore money line for me. Baltimore lay the three for Boogums. We move on to the 1 o'clock games now. We have a very, very, very big game in the desert today between the Los Angeles Chargers and the Arizona Cardinals. Two teams that really, really, really need a win. They're really close to playoff contention. The Chargers had a tough, tough loss to Kansas City. Mahomes got them again on Sunday Night Football. You know, last-second drive, winning the game at the end with the touchdown pass to Kelsey. And the Chargers dropped a 5-5, the 9-seed. Right there, though, only a game back of a of a playoff spot. Arizona's in a similar scenario. Boogie four and seven. You're only a, you're only a couple games back as well. Arizona hosting here. They're coming off a blowout loss in Mexico to San Francisco on Monday Night Football. Can Kyler Murray finally get this thing going for them? D Hop has been a target. You know, Kyler didn't play last week. We'll see if he goes this week. I think he's going to. Um, big matchup of two really good young quarterbacks, Herbert and Murray. Eckler, Mike Williams is a little hobbled, but I think he's he's out actually uh, in, for today's game. They will have Keenan Allen. A lot of moving parts here. Where are we going with the Chargers and the or Chargers and the Cardinals? Yeah, San Diego. Uh, San Diego, L.A. Call them San Diego. That's yeah. fine. L.A. got the, L.A. got their uh, their team back a little bit healthier last week, and then of course Mike Williams gets hurt again. Uh, so you still have Keenan Allen out there, but you do have uh, a couple of great other players on that team, led by Eckler. Um, I'm taking the Chargers here. Cardinals defense is not what it used to be, okay. and the Chargers are going to be the more superior offensive team. I will take the Chargers. Um, I'm going to go ahead and bet them minus three. Oh, okay. Minus three. Oh, my God. Sorry, Lord, for using your name in vain, but we have another drink bet. I'm taking the Cardinals, plus three at home against the Chargers. I think they finally figured out, and the Chargers are just a little bit too beat up for me to be laying points on the road. Arizona plus three. You know, usually when this happens, the 10 a.m. games I own Boogie, and the 1 o'clock games he owns me, so monitor that. Monitor it. Raiders and the Seahawks. Big game for both teams here. Raiders coming in 3-7. and seven. They finally, finally got a win. Las Vegas. Yay! A 
Let's go Raiders. 22-16. Walk-off win from Derek Carr to Devontae Adams in overtime to beat the Broncos 22-16 last week at Mile High Stadium. Seahawks last lost to the Bucks, and they're coming off a bye week. The Raiders come in as one of the five 3-7 teams in the AFC looking to get back into the playoff hunt. The Seattle Seahawks right now hang on to number seven, final wild card spot in the NFC with the same record as the division-leading 49ers. So they're right there. Big game, Seattle laying four. They've been very consistent with Geno Smith this year, who's an MVP candidate. Kenneth Walker, the rookie from Michigan State, had a great year, and Tyler Lockett is finally healthy. Derek Carr, do-it-all running back Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. Pretty even matchup here. This got game of the day material written all over it, I think. This is a must-watch, 105 on CBS, books. We go in hometown Raiders. We go with the Sea Bags. I mean, the Raiders here need a win. Obviously, I think that they can keep it close. I think the offense is starting to click. Devontae is uh, getting fed the ball. Um, Josh Jacobs a little bit uh, banged up, so not sure what's going to happen with him. But I think Derek Carr led. I think this defense is playing better. Um, I think it's going to be an exciting game to see, and I think that the Raiders, even in a close game. <sighs> Plus four is a key number to me, and I like them getting four points today. Give me the Raiders plus the four. Yes! Only another agreement pick. Thank you. There we go. Las Vegas Raiders, give me the four points. I got some inside scoop. I got a lot of friends out here that work at the sports books out here in Las Vegas. And what I was told last night is that the hometown faithful's given up on the Raiders. Nobody seems to want the Raiders in this game, Boogie. Everyone's taking Seattle, fading the narrative. Seattle off a bye. They're efficient. Raiders run game stinks. Not so fast, my friend. Fade the public special. Las Vegas Raiders plus four for Boogie and the Baron. I'm so excited we agreed on a game. Me too. I'm excited to see what you got here because you already laid one double-digit favorite today. So I'm trying to see if you're going to lay another double-digit favorite today. Kansas City 8-2, and two, Rams 3-7. and seven. Rams going to be yet another defending Super Bowl champion and most likely miss the playoffs coming in at 3-7. and seven. Matthew Stafford is out. Daryl Henderson just got waived. Uh, I believe Cam Akers is going to be their running back now. Cooper Cup's out most likely for the season. It is in shambles for Sean McVay. They still got Jalen Ramsey and they still got Aaron Donald on the other side of the football. But they can't score points for you, I'll tell you that much. Kansas City, arguably the best team in the NFL, 8-2, number one seed in the AFC. They are rolling on all cylinders, and Patrick Mahomes has never lost a regular season game in November or December. This is actually my uh, survivor pool pick. I'm still alive, seven people left in our survivor pool, and I got Kansas City to beat the Rams. But by 16, I do not know. Boogie, I'll toss it over to you. Do they cover 16 or not? They absolutely do, my friend. Oh, my good Lord. The Chiefs will take care of business against this, unfortunately, offensive, putrid Rams team that uh, they're just feeling <coughs> the Super Bowl blues right you now. You don't think Bryce Perkins, the second-year man from Virginia, can provide a little bit of spark for the Rams? No, I don't. Oh, all right. Uh, the fact of the matter Simple is enough. Patrick... Patrick Mahomes will go ahead and use all of his offensive weapons. If he has to throw four touchdowns to Kelsey, he'll do it. If he has to throw to Juju, he'll do it. If he has to hand the ball off to this stout Rams defense, quote-unquote, the fact of the matter is is that the Chiefs are the much better team, and I could see them winning by a 30-point win. Holy cow. 47-10. Wow. (laughs) That's that's a cover on minus 16, isn't it? Like that, huh? Right. That's it. That's how it is. Chiefs are at home. Chiefs take care of business over the Rams. Minus 16. You know what's really funny is I'm looking at the season leaders in rushing yards, and they don't even have a person for the Rams because <laughs> they, they fired his ass. <laughs> I said this before, and I'll say it again. I'm never laying over two touchdowns in the National Football League, boogie. It's all good. Come on, bro. Give me the Rams all plus good. 16. I'll take a stab. Another drink bet. Good Lord. Lord have mercy. Hey, the Chiefs are 5-0-1 against the spread over the last six meetings with the Rams, too. Just a tidbit. I had a really bad feeling when I said at the beginning of us giving out these picks that I had eight dogs and you had nine favorites. Good <laughs> it's another Sunday with, with ball talk with Boogie and the Bear. Sunday here. fun day, baby. Oh, man. 200 episodes in and we're still, still rolling, baby. Saints and the Niners, last 1 o'clock game. 125 on Fox. Should be a good one. Saints 4-7, and seven, Niners 6-4. and four. 
Niners are finding their stride, so to speak, Boogs, as uh, they're occupying the three seed right now in the NFC. They are the NFC West leaders. Saints are in a desperate need for a win, one of several four and seven teams in the NFC. They need a win to get back into, uh, into the playoffs. Kind of an inflated line here because the Niners have just been rolling everybody since they got healthy and got the acquisition of Christian McCaffrey. And their defense is healthy. They can rush the passer. They look pretty damn good. They looked all the bit of a Super Bowl contender, but they played the Cardinals last week. So we'll you know take that with a grain of salt. Saints have had their ups and downs this year. They look good one week. They look bad the next. They did beat the Rams last week, 27-20. Where are we going with the Niners and the Saints? Niners laying nine points up in Santa Clara. Yeah, it's funny that you say that, actually, on the... Um the inflated line because I kind of thought the same thing at first, but when I dove deeper into this, uh, the 49ers defense is just playing unbelievable ball right now. They got everybody healthy, and of course their offense clicking right now. McCaffrey is just uh, making this team even better. Um, you know, you got Jimmy G also playing really well, yep. and uh, this Saints team, you really look into it because they do not have a lot of healthy players on offense and defense, and some of their star players may not even be playing in this game. That's true. 49ers, 10-point win, I think, is going to be an easy cover for me. 49ers at home, minus 9.5 points. Well, minus 9.5, so I can buy it to 10. <laughs> Drink bet yet again. Give me the Saints plus 10. I think it's inflated. I think it's too many. Niners buy a touchdown. Not 10, though, Boogie. Another. That's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. We might set the record for drink bets on this episode. We could. Holy cow. Oh, okay. You love your dogs. I do. Sunday Night Football, Green Bay, and Philly. A must win virtually for the Packers, who are 4 and 7 in the 11 seed in the NFC. Philly's obviously uh, Philadelphia Eagles, 9 and 1. They're wearing their blacked out uniforms on the Sunday Night Fixed game. Rodgers in that offense, looking like they're getting up to speed a little bit. Beat your Cowboys a couple weeks ago. Lost to the Titans 27-17 last week. Two, I'm sorry, two weeks ago. They're coming off a 10-day bye. They played on Thursday night. Now they play here. Long layoff. The Eagles escaped with a win yesterday. 17-16 um, last week at Indianapolis when they trailed by 10 points in that last quarter. So uh, where are we going here with Philly laying 6.5 to Green Bay? Yeah, I think I got to lean the Packers here. Um, I think the Packers offense can go ahead and contend with the Eagles offense. Um, Eagles have not been playing great. Uh, they escaped last week, should have lost that game. Uh, and I, I was rooting for, I really, really, really was rooting for those Colts. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that the Eagles, though, at home today might go ahead and win at the, I think it's a last second uh, possession though. Yeah. Give me the Packers plus six and a half points. All right. Green Bay getting six and a half for Boogie. This is my second of two totals. I'm going over in this game. I think the Packers offense will put up some points. Philly will put up some points with their dynamic offense. Totals only 46. A lot of these games have been going under in prime time. A lot of money on the under tonight. Sportsbooks need the over. I love riding that stat. Green Bay and Philly. Over 46 points for our second two-way play of the day. Here we go. That's about 14 teaser. Wow. Washington in the over. Green Bay in the over. All right. Monday night football. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. All right, Monday night we head to Lucas Oil Stadium where they will play the Colts at home against the Steelers. Two teams in desperate need for a win. Four, six, and one against three and seven. Here's the deal. <laughs> we know where you're going. Mm, maybe you don't. Maybe Ooh. you don't. Colts and the Steelers. Steelers, 37-30, lost to Cincy. Heartbreaking loss for the Colts. Matt Ryan, Jeff Saturday, Jonathan Taylor. These teams come in 4-6-1 um, and 3-7, and and 10th and 15th in the conference. Virtually a must-win for both of these clubs, more so for the Steelers. Where are we going, bro? Cold Steelers. Give it to me. I love Jeff Saturday and his leadership. I really do. Um, I think that they should have won last week against the Eagles. Um, I think he's got a new spirit mm -hmm. with this team. I think that the offense is playing um, a lot better. And, you know, he's just going back to basics. 
Um, I think that the Colts at home today, Jonathan Taylor on Monday night, will be able to go ahead and uh, take care of business. Give me the Colts laying two and a half. I want to apologize to everybody before I do this, but, um, you know, you don't bet with your heart. You bet with your head. You bet with your analytics. You bet with your numbers. And um, I'm sorry, everybody, but I like the Indianapolis Colts. Wow. I like the Colts on the money line minus one. Let's go! Colts money line minus one forty. Um, when I capped this game, I actually had a three to five point win for the Colts. All the money on the Steelers. Steelers have dominated the series. Um, yeah, new season. I like the Colts to win the game. Unfortunately, but uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. Colts money line. Don't sound so depressed. Yeah. Well, my theory is too. If I bet the Colts. And they lose, I lose money, but the Steelers win. If they win, I win money, and I predicted it right. Win-win situation there, my friend. Probably for the first time in 200 episodes, I bet against the Steelers. But I'm going to take the Colts. We're just not looking too good this year, Boogie. Now the defense has given up 30-some points a game, and we can't score. So give me the Colts. Jonathan Taylor, Matt Ryan, just Saturday. It's a tough year for the Steelers. We'll see. If we win this game, though, I might get back on them. But not not Monday night. I like the Colts. Okay. That's our show. Thank you all for tuning in. Episode 200 is done with. 200? Number 200. Thank you all for uh, listening to us for 200 episodes. Seven drink bets, a couple combo bets, a couple two-way plays, a few agreement picks. What's Boogie's Blockbuster best bet for episode 200, my man? This is simple and easy. Go ahead, my friends. Take care of business. Run to the window. The Baltimore Ravens are Boogie's Blockbuster best bet for today. Lamar Jackson and that offense will take care of business. The number one rushing team in the league will go ahead and run all over the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence, I'm sorry, but you need a little bit more time to be able to become a winning quarterback. Ravens, minus three. Ravens, minus three. Boogie's Blockbuster best bet for episode 200. Bears, Blockbuster best bet. I also go to a 10 a.m. slot. I've gotten to the window a lot with this team this year. They've won me a lot of money, and I always say I love a team that can run the ball and play defense, and that's exactly what Mike Vrabel's Tennessee Titans tend to do. Burrow got weapons out. He gets sacked more than any quarterback in the NFL. Tennessee gets all over Burrow, forces some turnovers, and King Henry runs all over that Cincinnati defense that's a little suspect, giving up a lot of points. Tennessee at a pick em, baby. Home team pick. Shout out to Ronnie. Home team peak. Peak. Pick them, pick them at home, Tennessee. Get to the window with them. Tennessee for me, Baltimore for Boogie. That's a wrap. 9.15. we got an hour to kickoff. Enjoy the show. Thank you all for uh, listening for 200 episodes. See you all for episode 201 later this week. Bear it out. Boogie out.